Welcome to Hope with Jonathan. I'm Jonathan Trailer, a kidney transplant recipient. Based on my near-death experience with kidney failure, we now spotlight kidney patient story, giving them a platform to express their personal journey with battling kidney disease, kidney failure, dialysis, waiting for kidney transplant, and much more. We share stories of hope right here on the Hope with Jonathan podcast. Hope with Jonathan podcast is a Hope Media production. Never let hope become a memory. Hope with Jonathan podcast is a Hope Media production. Hey guys, this is Jonathan, the host of the Hope with Jonathan podcast. And hey guys, Hope with Jonathan now has a website, www.hopewithjonathan.com, where you can go over and find out where to follow us on all of our social media links, our podcast, our YouTube channel, and much more. Again, guys, for more information on Hope with Jonathan, you can go to www.hopewithjonathan.com. Hey guys, welcome back to the Hope with Jonathan podcast, and I'm your host, kidney transplant recipient, Jonathan Trailer. And hey guys, as you guys know, April is National Donate Life Month. And we wanted to do a podcast featuring the top 10 reasons to become a kidney donor. And uh, we wanted to uh, do a podcast really quickly and let you guys uh, listen to these uh, statistics and facts on reasons, top 10 reasons on why you should be a kidney donor. And maybe you'll uh, pass this on to your friends or family and uh Anybody that may be uh, on the verge uh, of possibly wanting to become a kidney donor, as you guys know, uh, the, the statistics that are out there are uh, very staggering when it comes to the number of uh, kidneys that are needing uh, out there. Many, many people are in need of a, of a kidney donor. Over 100,000 people are, are waiting on a life-saving organ, and uh, as we know, uh, a large percentage of that... Um, is is people that are waiting on a life-saving kidney and so uh, we've talked about statistics before on our show uh you know there's different uh resources different places of data that uh sometimes the uh, numbers will vary uh but we know that there are a large amount of people right now that are definitely in need of a kidney donor and so let's talk about what makes a good kidney donor 
Uh, first of all, uh, to donate a kidney, you must be in good physical health, okay? Um, basically, uh, you have to be in, in, in decent health. Um, I'm not going to say that uh, there are any health conditions that are going to uh, discount you right away, but what I will say is it's best to go ahead and go through the process and let the uh, uh, transplant hospital disqualify you. So even if you have a question about your health, um, there may be some uh, circumstances where they can help you out, uh, get you in the right position, and then later on, even if they say, well, not at this time, uh, eventually you could become a good kidney donor. Uh, so keep that in mind. Uh, just because you have a maybe a health condition that you are uh, in question of, maybe down the line there's some uh, medical assistance that could actually improve your health and get you there. But you must be in good physical health, and everybody pretty much generally knows what good physical health is. And then also you must be in good mental health. Um, mental health is a, is a huge aspect. Uh, definitely uh, want you to be in, you know, in the uh, right uh, frame of mind, so to speak. Um, definitely want you to be aware of what you are doing. Definitely don't want a case of someone having um, what they, I guess they would call donor remorse and not really realize what they were doing or not really uh, you know, uh, realizing exactly what it all entailed to be a donor. And so uh, definitely want to keep people in the right frame of mind as, as far as mental health. So we've covered two, two things so far. Uh, to donate a kidney, you must be in good physical and mental health. And as a general rule, you should be at least 18 years or older, okay? And um, you must also have normal kidney function. Uh, so some of these things are really basic. Uh, these are things that, you know, you should know uh, pretty much right away. Um, part of your physical health you should have normal kidney function. Also, uh, you know, you should be in good uh, mental health as well. Uh, there are some medical conditions that can uh, prevent you from being a living donor, but the thing is, in general, is uh, if you're interested in becoming a living donor, you definitely should go ahead and go through the process and let them disqualify you. Um, and uh, also, uh, we want to encourage people that also are interested in uh, and being a uh, donor and, and sign the back of your driver's license or um, sign up, but you can actually sign up on your phone at uh, donatelife.net and uh, become a, a, a donor by way of being a deceased donor. So uh, God forbid, heaven, pre you know, provide that if something was to happen to you, maybe you've been, uh, maybe you're in a car accident or, or something like that would happen to you. Um, you know, um, we don't we don't want to we don't want to get anyone depressed or, or uh, morbid uh, or think you know in a in a, uh, in a in a in a in a way that is going to uh, upset people. But you know things happen in life and and things occur. And so sometimes uh, people can uh, donate their organs at the time of uh, that that the you know good Lord takes us home. Whether that be you know sometimes there's things that happen and along the way in life and uh, you know at, at times. You know, it leaves you kind of scratching your head at times on, on certain situations and, and the way some people, uh, you know, end up passing. But if an unfortunate event happened and um, you, you you go by, you know, uh, earlier than what you, you know, thought you would or maybe at a, at a later date, uh, maybe, you know, later on in life, 
and um, you, you, you unfortunately end up passing, then you can be a donor uh, by way of being a deceased donor. And you do that by signing up at DonateLife.net. You can do it at your uh, local driver's license bureau. You can do it online. Um, there's many different ways that you can do this. And, uh, you know, I would like to encourage anyone that's came across this, if you have not ever considered being an organ donor, um, definitely uh, consider it. And I hope that you'll, after, by the time that you listen to this podcast, that uh, it will definitely encourage you to go ahead and, and do so. So uh, we definitely want to uh, thank everyone for your support for the show. Uh, we definitely appreciate everyone's uh, support by subscribing to us over at YouTube. And uh, checking us out at hopewithjonathan.com. Definitely appreciate all your support. We cannot do this podcast without your support. So we definitely appreciate everyone that comes across this podcast and that you listen and support our show. God bless you. Thank you very much. So the top 10 reasons why you should become a kidney donor or organ donor. Okay. Uh, We're going to go ahead and start with what I would call number 10. And uh, let's let's go ahead and get into this. We'll start with number 10. So uh, number 10, most religions uh, support organ donation. So uh, no matter what your denomination is, uh, you would have to, you know, contact and talk to your um, minister, priest, uh, uh, leader, uh, whatever uh, religion that you follow, whatever religion you choose. We definitely want you to you know, consult with them before uh, taking uh, this, you know, number 10 as uh, most religions support organ donation. We Before uh, trusting that, definitely, you know, speak with uh, your, your local leaders. But uh, most religions actually support uh, organ donation. So if you're a religious person, you're uh, maybe you're uh, a part of a church, maybe possibly a Catholic, a Protestant, uh, these are just example Judaism, uh, maybe you're a Christian, uh, Islamic, um, maybe you uh, are, are just a follower of uh, Jesus Christ in, in your own form or fashion. Um, there's many different, you know, uh, religions out there and uh, we're, we're not going to, we're not discriminating against any form of uh, religion, uh, uh, race, gender, uh, sexual orientation, any of that stuff. Uh, donors, donors, uh, are, are recipients, uh, really should not care, uh, whether or not, you know, their kidney came from, um, you know, uh, someone that practices, uh, Judaism or, you know, Islam or, um, you know, if they're, uh, you know, Christian, uh, Protestant, it, it really shouldn't matter to them, uh, you know, because they're getting their life saved. So, uh, this is kind of a, number 10 is kind of a touchy subject for some, uh, so we're going to kind of leave it right there, but um, I definitely would uh, encourage you guys to definitely uh, check with your uh, religious leaders and uh, find out, you know, whether or not your religion does, uh, uh, you know, uh, accept or, or support uh, organ donation, but most of them do. So the top, t- the t- number 10 is going to be most religions actually support organ donation. Um, so this is, this is actually a a really good fact for people to know. Um, so, you know, whether or not, um, God would be pleased with them to be an organ donation, my, my answer to that would be definitely yes. 
Uh, I definitely believe that God speaks to the heart and that it's a, a divine uh, intervention that someone uh, would want to step forth and, and be a donor. It would definitely be uh, because, you know, God moved into their heart, spoke to their heart, and led them to want to be an organ donor. So definitely, again, guys, most religions support organ donation. So number nine, uh, there are very few medical conditions that actually disqualify you from donating your organs. So uh, it may be determined that certain organs uh, are, are not suitable for transplantation, uh, but uh, there's possibilities that uh, tissues and organs may be fine. Um, simply, uh, a disease in, in one organ does not preclude other organs from being donated. So, uh, and, th and, and on this show, we're referring to kidney uh, kidneys as being the organ that needs to be donated. But um, so this is a case for all organs. So we, you know, this is actually, uh, you know, a, sh a podcast that could basically be covered for the top ten. Uh, reasons to be an organ donor as well so uh, basically if you're disqualified as a kidney um, donor you could you could possibly be uh, qualified at possibly maybe as a liver donor if you're doing the um, if you're going to be a living donor or if you're going to be just a donor in general meaning a deceased donor um, not a living donor then uh, again that's going to be up to the medical team and staff uh, once the body is passed and everything. They'll, they'll determine whether or not your organs are viable for transplantation. Uh, so uh, number eight, um, there are no uh, real age uh, exclusions to donate. Now, this is, of course, again, for, um, for organ donation. So um, in order to be a living kidney donor, uh, you would have to be 18 years or older. So num number eight here, there are no age exclusions to donate. So meaning that uh, if something was to happen, maybe uh, if you were a child and you wanted to donate, uh, if you wanted your child to be a donor, then they definitely could be. And I think that's probably uh, up to the parents. But if you're otherwise healthy, uh, many of your organs could still be viable for organ donation. Uh, transplant surgeons can evaluate the uh, organs and decide whether uh, they are suitable uh, on a case-by-case -case basis. So uh, there you go. So, um, you know, and I've heard of people actually getting, um, you know, um, pediatric uh, kidneys. So uh, meaning like um, kidneys from a child, uh, kidneys from, um, you know, a really, really young uh, individual, um, baby kidneys. I mean, I've heard, of, I know an individual that had uh, two kidneys uh, from a, a very small child, a very young child, and uh, he's still thriving with those uh, two kidneys. So uh, it's amazing what they can do with organs, uh, especially when it comes to uh, ki kidney donation and, and things like that. So it's really incredible that uh, they can take, you know, two uh, really, really small kidneys and put them inside of an individual and, and uh, they can uh, definitely... Uh, help and, and take the place of uh, and act as, as as if they have one kidney and uh, really uh, change their life you know it's uh, it's really incredible the the type of medical technology that they have and the things that they're able to do number seven uh, organ donation can definitely be uh, rewarding and a positive experience so it can help a, a family work through a grieving process and deal with their loss 
uh, by knowing their loved one is, is helping save the lives of others. So in my case, guys, listen, uh, I was direct donated to, um, you know, and it, this, this statement is definitely, uh, definitely speaks volumes for me. This definitely, uh, this decision to direct donate to me, uh, was a huge life-saving, uh, experience for me. It's totally changed my life. Uh, it's totally altered my life. Um, I will say I was doing well on home dialysis, home hemodialysis. I did 10 months of in-center and then I did, uh, around four months of, uh, home hemo but uh with that being said um you know direct donation just uh man it, it just really it, it altered my life it, it saved my it saved my life i don't i don't know how much longer um that my body would have been able to you know handle dialysis i mean you never can tell uh you know there are people that thrive on dialysis and live a really long life on dialysis there are people that uh, their bodies just cannot, you know, really handle uh, dialysis. And so if you look at the statistics, um, I think um, most people can survive. And this is just according to statistics, like around seven years. Um, so it's it's definitely uh, life-changing when someone wants to, um, you know, direct donate or just be a donor in general. Like I said, it can be rewarding. It can be a positive experience it's 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 huge i mean you're you're changing someone's life you're saving someone's life so um there's nothing that could be negative about this at all um and uh it, you know it's definitely life changing now uh, unfortunately you know in my case it was not a living donor transplantation it was direct donation due to the fact that my donor had actually uh passed away but um you know I was really fortunate, guys, that I was direct donated to um, the wait time here in the San Antonio area is around uh, six to uh, eight years, and um, you know for an O kidney. And uh, as you guys know, you know O being the most common blood type, and then you know it also uh, matches with um, A, B, and uh, A and B, and so as soon as a kidney comes available uh, that's O blood type, they just go. I mean, they just go really quickly. And so, you know, with O being the most common blood type, they, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a long wait. And so uh, when I had the opportunity to be direct donated to, absolutely, I jumped right on it. And um, it's been a very positive experience for me. Now, I think what they're saying in this statement is it can be rewarding and a positive experience for, um, for the family. And uh, knowing the fact that their their loved one's organs have went to save a life. And I have to uh, totally agree with this. I mean, it's definitely a, a harsh blow when you lose a family member, uh, especially unexpectedly. But um, to know that their their organs have went to someone to alter and change their life and get them off of dialysis and, you know, give them a whole new chance at living as normal as, you know, of a lifestyle as they could with uh, kidney disease um, is, you know, definitely huge and it's, it's definitely rewarding. So, uh, number six, uh, living donors fill a crucial need. So, 
Uh, as you guys know, the statistics are just staggering on how many people are waiting on a kidney, but a living donor can donate a kidney or actually uh, a portion of their liver to a friend or family member, uh, or even altruistically. Now, uh, if you don't know what altruistically means, basically uh, you are just donating your kidney or a portion of liver uh, to just anyone. You don't really care who it goes to. You don't really have a say over it. You don't even know who you're donating to. You're just walking into basically a hospital. You're getting approved for transplant. Uh, you want to be an altruistic um, donor. And basically, they give the uh, kidney or uh, liver to someone that is in at the top of the list, I'm guessing, or uh, whatever's compatible, however they're... Um, however the medical team or transplant uh, hospital there, uh, however their system is, is and uh, however it's set up to whoever gets that kidney or, or portion of liver first, um, that's who will get it, uh, who's ever, you know, uh, on the top of their list or whoever is most compatible for. Um, so uh, altruistically is, is a huge, uh, huge thing that a lot of people um, can take advantage of, especially if they just they don't really want to know and they and it's not that they want to be uh, silent they just want to do what they what they're trying to do is just is just obey what they feel like they need to do in their heart and they don't want a lot of recognition or a lot of you know uh, awards or accolades for being a donor they just want to do it quietly and uh, I have a lot of I mean I have some huge respect for anybody that steps up and want to be a donor but uh, people that do it altruistically are uh, definitely amazing individuals. Um, so, uh, so a living donor can donate a kidney or portion of the liver to uh, a friend or family member, or even altruistically, and uh, continue to live a normal life with very little restriction. Uh, this is definitely true. People waiting for a kidney transplant make up eighty percent of the people on the organ wait waiting list. I'm going to read that again. People waiting for a kidney transplant make up more than 80% of the people on the organ waiting list. People waiting for a liver transplant, tra uh, liver transplant make up approximately 12%. Um, and that's not to discount uh, livers at all because, you know, you definitely have to have your um, a healthy liver. Uh, but, you know, and 12% and is, is quite a bit when you're talking about over 100,000 people. But uh, 80% of the waiting list are people waiting for a life-saving kidney. And uh, that's one of the biggest reasons why I'm doing this podcast right now is to let you guys know that um, if you're on the fence, if you're just thinking about being a living donor, once you think about that percentage, 80% of the people waiting on a life-saving organ are kidney patients. And that is that that statistic is is definitely staggering. Uh, these people are doing dialysis. Um, they are um, most of them, you know, a large percentage of patients. There are some patients that are probably on the list that are preemptive, and I don't know what the percentage of uh, patients that are that are preemptive that have not uh, preemptive meaning that they have not reached the uh, stage that they need to be on dialysis. But um, a large percentage, I would say a, a large percentage of patients that are on this 
waiting list are living on dialysis, which means that they either go in center for over four hours, four to five hours a day, meaning uh, they, you know, including their travel time. So they travel to the facility to do dialysis, and then uh, they have to travel back home, and in between that is a four-hour session of on the machine. Um, it's a very grueling lifestyle of, uh, you know, of treatment. It's it's like having a part-time job and in some cases a full-time job, literally. Um, you know, you're going there for treatment. Um, there's things that can happen in treatment, some mishaps that can happen in treatment. Um, you leave there feeling very fatigued, uh, at least I did. Um, you leave there feeling, uh, you know, weak. You just, you, you just leave there not really feeling yourself and you just want to, you just want to rest. Um, that's the only way I can really describe it. Um, you know, I had sessions that I left there and I didn't really feel like I, I had a dialysis treatment. And then there was times that I left there and I wasn't for, so sure I needed to go to the emergency room. Like, um, because I just felt terrible. Um, and, and a lot of this had to do with the fact of, you know, how, you know, a lot of different factors like how much fluid they took off and, um, you know, how my levels have been, my toxins as far as phosphorus, potassium, sodium, things like that. So uh, there's a lot of different factors that go along with uh, dialysis. But uh, needless to say, people waiting for a kidney transplant make up 80% of the people on the organ waiting list. So we're trying to encourage people to want to step up and be a living donor, whether you do it um, altruistically uh, or you just, you know, you know someone, a family member, a friend, um, someone comes across, you see their t-shirt, you feel compelled. You know, if you, if you see someone's uh, billboard or t-shirt or bumper sticker or you know, you have a friend and you feel that tug in your heart that you want to help them, but you really don't know how. It's because God, God's trying to show you. He's trying to tell you. He wants you to help them by stepping up. And that's the only way I can tell you. It's an intuition. It's a, it's a voice. It's an inner voice that's going to tell you. Um, it, it, you're going to feel that tug in your heart like it's, it, this is the right thing. This is what I need to do. Uh, in no way, shape, or form am I trying to force anyone to be a donor. Um, I'm just trying to tell you that if you feel that voice and that inner tug in your heart to do the right thing and do something to help someone, this is this is this is huge. I mean, you're going to save a life. You're going to you're going to be a hero, and uh, that's just all there is to it. You're you're going to be an amazing hero. And uh, living donors are, are amazing. You know, uh, if you sign up at Donate Life to be uh, a deceased donor, we've already talked about, uh, you know, when you pass, um, you're, you're a hero as well. I mean, that's just an amazing thing to do as, as a human being uh, to help someone else is, a, is, an, amazing, is an amazing feat. And uh, it's, it's huge. But um, let's go to number five. Number five, one organ donor can help multiple people. So one organ donor has the potential of saving up to eight lives. So that's, that's huge. I mean, that's huge. So one, one organ donor has the potential to save up to eight lives. 
That is, that is huge. I mean, just think about that. You know, if we had a ton of organ donors, if we had a ton of people that wanted to step up and be donors, one donor can save up to eight lives. If we had, you know, imagine if we had thousands of donors that just want to step up. I mean, we could easily, you know, cut the cut the deficit um, of organ donation. I mean, we could definitely just cut it back, uh, and it would be, it would just be amazing. Um, so, so what, what we want to do is also we want to talk about the uh, number four is the need uh, for more organ, organ donors. So, uh, number four is going to be the reason would be is there is a great need for more organ donors. Okay. Uh, so as we know, the statistics are just, are huge. We've already, you know, kind of covered this and talked about this, but the, the statistics are definitely staggering. And, um, we, we know that there is a great need for or organ donors in general. Um, so again, I'm just going to talk to you guys and let you know, uh, we would love for you to go over to donatelife.net. I believe if you have an Apple phone, you can do it right from the health app. Uh, if you have an Android phone, you probably, there may be a way to do it. I'm not real uh, savvy with the Android system. So what you would probably need to do is maybe just go to uh, Google and type in www.donatelife.net. And uh, the statistics over there uh, are right on the front page. And, uh, you know, they are definitely uh, staggering. Um, and you and and you'll see, and a lot of people don't even realize they don't think about this stuff because it's kind of uh, out of sight, out of mind. Uh, but the statistics uh, right here on the website uh, will definitely tell you, uh, you know, right away uh, what is going on with the the great need of organ donation. So um, it's just it's just huge, and we need. We just need people to want to step up. Like I said, this whole month is all about being, uh, you know, uh, advocating. The whole month of April is all about advocating. And this is National Donate Life Month. And so we definitely want to uh, do this podcast to kind of, you know, get you guys over there to the website, kind of looking at the website. And right now they have this really beautiful logo. Uh, as you know, April, you know, is the month of... Uh, springtime so everything's fresh and new and the flowers are starting to grow and they got like the flowers on here and the, and the bees and you know and it's a really beautiful logo that they've got going on and um, they have all the statistics over here um, just different uh, facts and uh, different FAQs you know frequently asked questions and uh, there's some a lot of great info so definitely go over there and check that out donatelife.net uh, but also, guys, uh, number three, people are dying waiting for an organ transplant. So each day, uh, 17 people die in the United States waiting for a transplant. Uh, some people may have some data of, you know, this this number may not be exact for, for some, but right around 17 people. And I believe uh, around 12 to 13 people are dying daily waiting for a life-saving kidney. So people are dying daily. Waiting for an organ transplant. 17 people in the United States dying, waiting for a life-saving transplant. And then there's, you know, the statistic of kidneys. Uh, 13 people, around 12 to 13 people are dying daily 
Um, you know, and I just, I just seen this recently with a friend that I had on Facebook and all of a sudden I logged in Facebook and, you know, there it was, you know, he, he passed away and, uh, and actually a, a, a month or two before that, there was another warrior that I got, I got on. Matter of fact, we had just talked, um, you know, around during, the, the, the new year, he had messaged me and he, he had passed away. And, uh, you know, it's, it just, it just hits you so hard every time that you see it. It makes you more grateful, uh, than ever that you were able to receive the gift of life because at any given time, any of us could become a statistic. And, um, it's just very, very heartbreaking to see, um, a friend, uh, you know, a member of your family, someone that you know. Someone that maybe you only know virtually. Uh, in this day and age in the world, the way things are with social media, I know a lot of people virtually that I've never met. But I've talked to them so much either by Zoom or doing podcasts with them or different ones that, you know, I, I've kind of, you, you feel this great connection. And uh, it's, it's, just, it's just heartbreaking. It's heart-wrenching when you log on to Facebook and see someone that you're socially connected with in a, in a virtual space that they're, they've gone on and it's, it's just, it's just heartbreaking. And we, we definitely need, we need more organ donors. We need people to want to step up and be, be a living organ donor or by way of deceased organ donor. So number two, guys, the organ wait list is always long. So it's this this wait list is never ending. Uh, every day there are approximately you know over a hundred seven thousand people waiting on the national uh, list, waiting for an organ. Um, there there are statistics uh, over here on DonateLife.net that will tell you how many people are added uh, every month. Uh, and there, there's a ton of p people that are uh, added uh, monthly to this list. And uh, I know that uh, I think I think a one time that I was told was around 3000 patients per month um, for kidneys. So when you you know, when you break that down, it's, it's a lot of people. It really is, especially when you've already got one hundred and seven thousand people waiting on a, on a. On, a, on an organ to save their life and then here you got you know even more people uh coming in right behind them this this is a never-ending list this list is going to continue to grow this list is going to always be there and there's always going to be a need for organ donation um you know let's just face it uh, organs uh, if you live long enough things can happen diseases can progress different um scenarios can happen medically and cause you to end up being an organ donor or needing an organ for survival um you know I'm, you know t when i was 20 years old if you would have told me you know what uh at, at the age of uh, 42 you you're gonna need a kidney you know i would have said i don't think so you know i doubt that but it happened it happened. And so you never know where you're going to find yourself. You never know in life where you're going to find yourself and, and needing a kidney. You just, 
you just never know. You, you never know what's going to happen. Life is full of ups and downs, different uh, obstacles, adversities, uh, different events uh, that happen. And, you know, this is a this is a statement that I've always kind of lived by is, you know, you 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 hope for the best. But you should always prepare yourself for the worst. And that's not being negative. That's just being being real. Like, um, I try to look at things, you know, in a, in a real manner. And so I always hope for the best, but I always prepare myself for the worst. Because you just never know. And, um, you know, this is, this is a situation that this organ waiting list is always long. It's never going to be a short list unless we get a ton of people that want to step up and be a donor. Listen, you can't, you can't take these organs with you. Like when these organs, when you pass, they, these, you, you don't take these with you to, you know, if you, again, if you're practicing a religion, you, you don't take them to heaven with you. You don't need, you no longer are in need of a, of an earthly body. Your, your, your work here on earth is done. Your, your spirit's going to heaven, but your organs are not going to heaven. You can't take your organs to heaven. And um, I know we're not even going to talk about hell, but I mean, honestly, you know, you, we need people to step up. We, we need, um, you know, I wish I would have covered the statistic of how many people die um, in a day around, around the United States or even in the world. There's a ton of people that die, and I, I can guarantee you none of them uh, are, you know, a large majority of them are not signed up to be a donor. They just, out of sight, out of mind, they don't think about it. And for whatever reason, they haven't stepped up. They didn't sign up. We've got to change the narrative on this, and we need people to definitely take this very serious because there are people dying, 17 people dying daily, waiting for a transplant. What if that was your family member? What if that was your friend? What if that was your wife or your husband or sister, brother, cousin? I mean, the list just keeps going on and on. This is a serious thing. We, we need people to step up and be donors. We just, we just do, and it's the right thing to do. It's, it's your way to give back to humanity. Um, like we, we covered number 10, you know, God, God would be pleased with you. Definitely. Most religions, you know, support organ donation. Let's go to number one. So, number one, organ donation is an opportunity to help others. Uh, people who are on an organ uh, waiting list typically have end-stage organ disease uh, that significantly impacts their quality of life and may be the n near the end of their life. So receiving an organ can become life-changing for these people. It can also help a family work through the grieving process and deal with their loss by knowing their loved one is helping save the lives of others. And we kind of covered that um, in, in another in another one of the uh, I think I believe it was number seven, but um, listen, organ donation is an opportunity to help other people, help other family people that are people that are just going through this 
end-stage organ disease, end-stage kidney disease, okay? Um, it's, it's not an easy lifestyle. It's definitely a grueling lifestyle. I mean, there's multiple doctor's appointments, and, um, you know, it's just your whole life is centered around this disease. I mean, you're going back and forth to the doctors. You're going to dialysis. You're, it's, you, it's really tough for people to maintain a, a job during this time. Um, and, the, and those that can do it, God bless them, man. The, those people... I mean, all kidney warriors are incredible, but people that are able to maintain a career while they're going through this is, it's beyond me. I don't see, I don't see how they manage it because um, when you're going through in-center dialysis, you're going in there three days a week for, you know, four to five hours every time you're there. And then, you know, you come home, you're tired, you just don't really feel like dealing with much. And then, you know, in those in-between days, you have doctor's appointments and things like that. It's a, it's a, a very grueling. And uh, there's, you know, so much that entails with it. It's just, it's, it's an incredible process. And, uh, you know, and then you, you've got to be compliant to get on the transplant list. So you're... Your, uh, your labs have to look good, and you got to come to treatment. You cannot miss treatment, and you've got to, you know, show yourself approved. You've got to be um, compliant, what they call compliant, which means that you're, you're doing everything in your power to be, have your labs in order, meaning that you're, you're following the renal diet. Uh, you're trying to uh, abstain from, you know, different foods that are going to cause your your phosphorus to be out of whack, your potassium, your sodium levels, and you're doing everything in your power to try to manage your, your diabetes and your hypertension. You're taking your medications, and uh, you're, you're, you know, you're in compliance, and you're showing yourself approved. And then you have to be evaluated by a transplant, um, you know, transplant center. And they're going to take you in, and they're going to evaluate you, and they're going to look at your labs, and they're going to run their own blood work. You know, they're going to they're going to look at some different things and really go over your body and 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 check you out. Make sure that you're ready for transplant. But once they sign off on you and you're approved. Then you're ready to go and then all you need is a donor. And uh, I know I know that there's there's a lot more to this uh, that we could get into, uh, especially talking about being preemptive, um, because in my heart. Uh, you shouldn't wait till your stage five ESRD uh, to start looking for a donor. You should start looking for a donor right away, and have a donor have a donor in mind right away because they're especially if you have a progressive form of kidney disease. Eventually, you're going to need a kidney donor. And so, in my mindset is is that you know. Hope for the best, but prepare yourself for the worst. So you, if you're trying to be prepared, you're going to go ahead and start talking to people about your story and getting yourself a donor lined up. Because that way, uh, there's a possibility that you may be able to advert even going on dialysis. If they can get you on the transplant list and uh, and if you can get you know evaluated and get approved and then get your donor already in there and get them testing and get approved... And then you set a date, and then boom, it happens. And yes, it does happen. 
But, you know, more so today, guys, this is really what we're talking about is trying to get people to sign up to help those that are already at the stage of, you know, they're on dialysis, they're in need of an organ, and basically their only way of, uh, you know, receiving a, a, a second chance is by way of a living kidney donor to step up or a deceased kidney donor. And uh, again, guys, you can also do this uh, altruistically, and there are other programs out there. There's a parrot exchange program, a.k.a. kidney swap. Uh, there's voucher programs. Uh, so there, there's different ways that you can go about this um, and get involved with. And uh, parrot exchange is a huge one, and uh, we could definitely uh, get into that one uh, maybe on another podcast. And uh, talking about the voucher program as well, I know a kidney patient just recently, they got a kidney uh, by way of the voucher program. And uh, he, had a, he had a high PRA level, panel reactive antibody, due to uh, either blood transfusion or mul- multiple kidney transplants. But, uh, you know, it, it can happen. It can happen. But the only way it's going to happen is if we get people to want to sign up to be an organ donor. And uh, it's very important to me. This is a, this is a subject that I'm uh, really passionate about. Uh, another form of uh, uh, is direct donation, meaning that if your family member passes away and you still have uh, power of attorney or, or control of what's going to happen with them, you can direct donate their organs. And if they're signed up to be a donor... That state can get involved, and you can tell them that you would like to have their their organs direct donated to certain individuals. That's exactly what happened to me. They were able to uh, get with uh, CODA, which was in the state of Kentucky, Kentucky Organ Donation Association, and they were able to uh, tell them that they wanted to direct donate a kidney to Jonathan Trailer in the state of Texas, in San Antonio. And let me tell you, this happened. This process happened quickly. They called me, told me about the kidney. Um, you know, my transplant team called me and said, listen, uh, are you aware of the kidney that uh, is being presented to you? And I said, yes, I am aware. Do you want to accept this kidney? Yes, I do. Even though this kidney is a high-risk kidney, yes, I do. The kidney, right as of right now, is negative for HIV. This kidney is also uh, negative for Hep C. But sir, this is we just got to let you know that this kidney is a high risk. Kid- I, I'm fine with that. I I I need the kidney. I need the kidney, and that, and I and I accepted the kidney, and here I am. Here I am, almost two years later, twenty months later, still negative for HIV, still negative for Hep C. I mean, I'm doing really well with this kidney. I'm, very blessed, very blessed individual. And, when, and now the day goes by that I don't think about the gift of love that was given to me because it totally changed my life. We need, we need more organ donors. We need some life changers out there. And there's people that are sitting in the chair and they're they're doing dialysis or maybe they're doing dialysis at home 
and and they're they're getting tired they're getting weak they're getting weary and they're and they're just waiting they're they're waiting for someone to step up for them and you know I could guarantee they they would feel just like me I they would they would be ever so grateful for someone to step up and be an organ donor change their life and be life changers but listen, guys, I really appreciate you listening to me uh, talking about organ donations. This is the top 10 reasons why uh, you should be a, a kidney donor or organ donor. And uh, I really appreciate all the support for Hope with Jonathan. And uh, I really appreciate uh, everyone for checking us out at uh, hopewithjonathan.com. And uh, thanks again, guys, for all your support for the YouTube channel. Uh, you guys have been just so gracious to me and uh, everything that I'm trying to do for kidney disease advocacy. And uh, I really appreciate y'all. God bless you guys. Take care of yourself. Go sign up to be a donor if you haven't already done so. Donatelife.net. And encourage your friends and family to do so as well. God bless you guys. Stay safe out there. Love on everyone. And take care of your kidneys. God bless. This is Jonathan. Hey guys, have you checked out Kidney Conversations, a new series brought to you by host Hope with Jonathan and KWM's Kidney Warrior merch, Kyle Hawkers from Toronto, Canada. Yes, it's a brand new series brought to you by us for you as the kidney patient. We're trying to inform, educate, and inspire by sharing and spreading awareness for kidney disease, dialysis, kidney failure, transplant, organ donation, and so much more. This is a brand new series, guys, brought to you by Hope with Jonathan and Kidney Warrior Merch. What we're going to do is post weekly on our pages across social media. Right now, it's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And then on Friday, we'll be releasing an informative video over on Hope with Jonathan. Check it out, guys, kidneyconversations.info.